Hello and welcome to another edition of the Rock Sound Podcast. I am your host, James Wilson-Taylor, and our guest today from Under Oath, it is Spencer and Aaron. You know the album, it's Raise Me. It came out earlier this year. We had a chat to him about that, the reactions from crowds now they've come back after all these years, talking about the future and what new music they might be working on, the possibility of a future collaboration with the guys from Bring Me the Horizon, and their memories of their times on Warp Tour. Really great chat this week. Looking forward to that. Plus, we have this week's game of Translate the Lyric with Henry and Ash from Boston Manor, and we're playing a game of first time last time with none other than Pavement, so stay tuned for all that. And don't forget, you can go and pick up the current issue of Rock Sound featuring Chase Atlantic on newsstands and on shop.rocksound.tv. Right, let's kick things off, shall we, with From Under Oath. Here they are, Spencer and Aaron. Hey guys, James Wilson-Taylor here for Rock Sound, joined now by two of the lads from Under Oath. It's Spencer and Aaron. How are you guys? Hello, sir. Good, Hello. good. How are you? Good to see you. Good to see you. Welcome back to the UK, we should say, first of all. Not seen you in a little while over here. It's nice to have you back. And uh, of course, the album came out earlier this year. First one in a little while. Looking back now, we're a bit further on. How's it all been going? You've been enjoying this year? Enjoying being back out there? Year. I can imagine. I can imagine. Yeah. Me and Aaron particularly have been nonstop. So. Yeah. Uh, every break we've had has been filled with things that we've never done before. So uh, we even did a radio tour, which was just me and Aaron flying acoustic. all over oh, playing wow. acoustic, which has never happened for Under Oath or either one of us. Really, it was, it's, it's nuts. It's yeah, been busy. It's been good. You know, it's better to be too busy, I guess, than not busy at all. Nice. Sounds very good. Sounds very good. Uh, we should say about the new record as well. Obviously, like I say, it was the first new record in a while. Have you noticed a change in the audience at all? Because I feel like we've seen a lot more chat about Under Oath online and with a kind of younger fan base as well this yeah. time around has that been your reception well we didn't know you know I, I know when we got back together we had talked about like all, all our fans are going to be old you know like we broke up where we started in like 2003 2004 was like really our first record that anyone heard uh so we're like oh, it's all going to be people like our age or older because we yeah. were always the young band on tour uh we grew up like touring with Fans that were always older, Poison we the Wall, 18 Visions. We were also doing our two biggest records back-to-back, which yeah, are sure. both over a decade old. Yeah, so. and like, To Find the Great Line was turning 10 years old. And then we went out there and we played and we, I would ask, after the first couple of days, we were like, man, this is kind of weird. Like, the meet and greets, like, these kids seem young. Yeah. You know, and like, and then I started asking, like, three or four days into the tour, I was like, I want to make a point to ask every night. And I would go, so who's here seen us for the first time? And a lot of times it would be three quarters of the crowd, like, raising their hand. And I would ask it very clearly. I was like, are right, everyone be quiet? It's like, you know, a room full of thousands of people. I'm like, I need you to hear what I'm saying. Don't just raise your hand because I'm asking you to. Like, how many people actually have never seen an Under Oath show before live? And a lot of people raise their hand. Uh, so, yeah, it's, it's, it's crazy to – I feel like that word nostalgia gets thrown around, and I, and I don't like that word because all these bands now that are getting called nostalgic because they started at a certain time sure. or, or have outgrown the, like – just a flash in the pan, like, oh, you've got a couple big records and you go away, like a lot of bands do. It's like a lot of us and our peers are getting to the point where we're like, we're career bands. We're bands that have songs that are popular from the early 2000s, have popular songs now in 2018. And I think it's really cool because you're seeing kids from all ages. So you got to like make sure you're playing songs from all your records. And, you know, I don't know. It's been pretty awesome. Yeah, no, it's really cool to see. Has it changed the dynamic of the actual shows as well at all? Is it? Do you notice it, particularly when you're on stage, does it feel any different now this time around? It's flattering to see younger folks. Yeah. You know, and, and what, I, what I use as an example for my own brain is that one of my favorite bands, if you look at the Foo Fighters, right? Like, it, it, according to the timetable from the late 90s, you would consider them a nostalgia band, but you don't do that. And if, if you go to see Foo Fighters, there's people there who are 18 yeah, it's and who are 60. 
and who are 12. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I think for, for us as a band, like as a rock band in 2018, that's our goal, is we want all people from all walks of life, from all age groups, to come and have a good time. And I'm beginning to see, obviously we're never, we're never have been at a point in our career where we're on the same plane as the Foos, but um, it's getting to that place demographically where I look out in the crowd and there's someone who's 18 and there's someone who's 14 and there's someone who's 45. Yeah. And that's cool. You know, like in the meet and greets, like he was saying, we've seen him change so much where I, I've asked kids like, you're 16, why are you here? This is before Erase Me came out. <laughs> right, sure. Like, you're 16, How you were six years old when the final Great Line yeah. came out. Well, my brother, he went off to college and he left me his records. Wow. Or you know? even, I, you know, I even think about it with myself, like a lot of bands I listened to as a kid, I didn't get to see, I wasn't old enough, like, you know, Alice in Chains, Nirvana, Soundgarden, all those bands. Some of them I saw way later in life. Like I saw Soundgarden for the first time in, 2014 or 15 right you know like when when they when they started coming back and and doing that stuff and like allison chains i never saw until obviously they got a new singer and started touring again and you know like he was saying the foo fighters i've been listening to foo fighters i was (coughs) in line as a kid because i was such a nirvana fan i had an older brother and two older stepbrothers so it was always around like older music at a young age which i feel like a lot of people maybe are and I was in line to get the debut Foo Fighters record. I skipped school to get the CD when I was a little kid with my brother. And still to this day, I've never been able to catch him live. Does that mean I'm not a huge fan? No, I love that band. I feel like a lot of people are, are, are like that. Like just because you haven't seen your favorite band doesn't mean they're not your favorite band. And, yeah, sure. and people, you know, life happens and a lot of times you're not around when a band comes through. So seeing, like you said, new people, I don't think it's strange. Like, oh, well, our first record came out when you were like six, but it's like, yeah, that happened to me too, though. Yeah. You know, like Led Zeppelin, I grew up, I mean, I, half the reason I play music is because Led Zeppelin, because my, my dad right. loved Led Zeppelin. I never saw it, I will never see it. You know, yeah. it's like, that doesn't mean I'm not a huge fan. Yeah, of course. You know, it's just like we broke up at a point in our career that maybe before a lot of people were old enough or allowed to go to concerts, and, yeah. and now they are. So it bodes cool. well for the future as well, like whole new audience kind of coming through, I suppose, as well. It bodes very That's well. That's the goal, right? Is to continue to gain fans and serve your old fans as well. Yeah, exactly. Balance it out. Very, very nice. Uh, speaking of which, I did want to pick up on a, on a story I heard around when the album was coming out that you were at one point thinking about working with the guys from Bring Me the Horizon. Is that true? It was like, yeah. it almost kind of happened, right? Yeah, we did, that, we did that tour with them. Yeah. Um, and we even sat down and spoke about it. Yeah. And just it with went, everyone's families and timing. It went like all the way through the, the final. It went all the way to like labels and management. And, we were, wow, wow, and wow. like money and budgets and stuff. We were just trying to figure out you know, we get along with those guys really well and we respect each other and, and, you know, it was just a thing that we were on that tour and me and Aaron had already written about 20 songs at that point. They had all the songs. They had some of the singles that are on the record now. Wow. And, and we, you know, we just, we were like, well, what if Jordan makes the record? You know, we love Jordan. And yeah. then and then Jordan was like, well, what if I brought in Ollie? And like, the, and like between... Tim and Chris and me and Aaron, who are the people that make the records, and then Jordan and Ollie, like we could make something crazy mm-hmm. and like really push each other, and like it would be something a band had never done before. Yeah, for sure. Uh, I think it would have been really cool, and maybe one day it will happen. But it just was one of those things that two bands trying to get on the same schedule is really tough. No, I can Jordan imagine. Jordan had just had a child as well, right. and it was just it was just not. It and we're in America. Not the ideal timing. Yeah, we're in America, and they're here. You know, and it's like Jordan's never. I don't think that I know of has produced anyone outside of his own band. But uh, I'm not sure. But I don't no. think or at so. that time yet. And so we, it was something we were all really excited about, and it, it just it just didn't end up 
couldn't get the schedules working. Part of the issue too is Jordan lives in London. Yeah, and, <laughs> in, in America. And, and what, so we even talked about making a record in London, but Ali lives up north. Yeah, he so does. That's it, true. It, it it's <laughs> like it, there was no way to even like yeah. even if the even if the four of us that play on the under Earth, under Earth records would have come to London, we couldn't get Ali down here yeah, yeah, for yeah. five days a week. You yeah, know, it was a me- it was a mess. So well, yeah, and, you know, it's like it, it's easy to do that with your own band, but when you're like, oh, you're gonna go work for some other, uh, you know, and like both of our bands also had just toured a full world tour. Right, right, so right. So by that time, it was like everyone wanted to be in their you know respective yeah. country. So it was timing, though, I guess, is what is what we're saying. So perhaps in the future, if the timing was right, we could see that happen because you guys were all keen to. to do it. Yeah, yeah, I think we would love to. I you know I feel like Jordan. Uh, for, for a guy that doesn't make records for a lot of artists, his production is amazing. Yeah. And he's like one of those wonder boys that you, you know, even the song they released a couple of days ago, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. it just, the production Sounds is, great. is so good. He's killer, man. And he literally has made like his band's three records. And maybe, I don't know what he's made as far as local stuff or whatever, but like, that's pretty rare. Yeah, no, it's true. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, like for a band that sells 20,000 tickets in London to have their keyboard player just make their records yeah, and, and, and the label it, sign off on it. Yeah. That's, I mean, if we try to do good. that, it would, it, would turn on, it would turn on awful. When it is a peer, too. The cool idea was it was that we all, like I said, respect each other and we're friends, but he also was like, yo, I grew up listening to Underworld. I can tell you guys like when I think it's shit, you know? Right, and, right, and I thought that was cool. I was like, and, you know, his name would have been on the line as well. It's like, we're, we're not going to let it suck. And, like, we, we, and we didn't know what it was going to be. And, uh, you know, it did, timing didn't work out. I think everything happens for a reason. You know, they're focused on their record. We focused on ours. And, both made great music oh, so sure. um, you know and, and I'm glad like we ended up meeting Matt Squire who's someone we had never met before who did erase me and uh, that's someone that I, I like I'm gonna keep in touch with probably for the rest of my life because he was literally the best producer Under Oath has ever had like he knew something about Under Oath that a lot of people don't understand on the outset is it's the four people that, that write that make you know myself Aaron Tim and Chris like we're all such strong personalities it's really hard for a producer to work with us because the strong writing on one side might be from a quiet person and the, this writing might be from the loudest guy in the band and this guy might sit in the corner until someone asks him a question, but everyone has an equal, like... Opinion, uh, the strong well, opinion. Well, and something that brings to the table that if it's not there, it won't sound like Under Oath. Right. And Squire really, he was kind of like, it was like almost like a Buddha in the middle of it. Like he was just like this Zen master and he just kept it so chill. I forget and like, this all the time. He actually has a degree. His college degree is in psychology. Really, Which is yeah. super random and rare. So. Wow! So it was. I I would love to make a record with Jordan and and Ollie at some point, but the the positive thing that did come from it was meeting Matt Squire and Michelle and having a new relationship and our band being able to work together for the first time because every under the record until Erase Me is dudes fighting and screaming at each other and not getting what they wanted. At the end of the day, every record was comp- like someone's compromising. Until Erase Me, which was a record where we worked together and everyone left happy with the product. So if that was all Squire or that's a mix of Squire and us being over the age of, you know, in our 20s, like we're now in our 30s and maybe we're just adults. But whatever happened was uh, was amazing. I wouldn't change it. Worked well in the end. Fantastic to hear. Uh, Speaking of other collaborators, I did want to ask you, Aaron, about um, As It Is, because you appeared on the Great Depression. We're on on the same label Mm. and the label reached out to me. Um, and I've never been, to be honest, I've never been a guy that really does guest spots. Um, but the, the, their record, is a, it's like a concept record. Um, and they kind of allowed me to do a guest spot and just do what I wanted. 
like he sent me some lyrics and he's like you do whatever you want um, and it was cool I was in the studio working on actually another band's record producing um, and it just worked out and I like Patty um, because he is one of those people I feel like that um, really works hard and I feel like there's less and less of that in the music industry today because it's so easy to put your songs out it's so easy to tour now like for a lot of startup bands and he like you know he's had a lot of health issues He's had a lot of shit go down in his life, and he's just willing to work, 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 work. Um, and it was really cool. It was it was really cool, and the song turned out great, I think. And they, he kind of let me – what I really liked about it is I put my own spin on it and just sent it back. And I didn't hear anything back. They were like, cool, thanks. I was like, oh, shit. Like, <laughs> did they hate it? Like, what happened? And then, Is this okay? And or? then when the record came out – he had taken his parts and morphed them to what I did, which was really cool. So. Yeah, I mean, we were chatting to Patty and Ben about it, actually, and like they were saying exactly that. That was kind of the thing, like, oh, my God, we've got, we've got Aaron on the record now. This is what it sounds like. And like you say, they sort of felt like, we'll let you take the lead, and then we'll adapt around it. Well, for, cool, yeah, for me, the main reason I did it as well is because they, um, they were like a pop-punk band, and they really wanted to become a heavier band and they didn't do it in like a cheesy way. They kind of just did their own thing. And I thought that was cool, you know, that they decided, hey, we want to go in a heavier direction, but we're not going to try to sound like everybody else that's doing heavy music right now. Which right now everyone's just trying to sound like Bring Me the Horizon. So it was cool that they kind of went backwards, you know? So, yeah. No, it's an incredible record, it really is. Uh, I want to ask you guys as well, we've been speaking to loads of bands through the summer, as you might imagine, about Warp Tour, because it was the final ever one. You guys yeah. played a few guest spots there. Um, Talk to me about that final that final shows on the on Warped Tour out in the states. You know, it's meant a lot to your band, I suppose, over the yeah, we've done it seven years. times. Yeah, exactly. Fully. Amazing. I was I don't know. It was, it was cool. I mean, <laughs> you know, Warped Tour has got that built-in audience. It's it, every show just feels like it's great. You know, and it's sad to see it go in a way, but it, in a way, it's also like times are changing, and we all need to adapt and. Um, I think, at least in America, things are, are maybe moving in a more progressive direction than even we might imagine right now. I, I see it happening with a lot of the festivals under Earth has been invited to with a lot of our peers. Like we, we're, you know, out there with Thrice or The Used and Beartooth or even Bring Me the Horizon, like the bands that would never be invited to play a lot of these festivals and sharing stages with bands like Marilyn Manson and Disturbed and Five Finger Death Punch and all these things that we think is super weird but when Warp Tour started, wasn't it weird that a band like Under Oath was sharing the stage with Less Than Jake? You know, it's right. it's not that much different. It's just, it's just moving. You know, things are changing, and um, the, the final Warp Tour shows were probably some of the best we ever played. You know, Toronto was definitely the best Warp Tour set we played last, and there was no reason for anyone to be there unless you wanted to stay for Under Oath, and it was the biggest Warp Tour show we've ever played, and uh, it was like that thing was like this is sad that it's that's going to go, but. You know, I know the last couple of years of Warp Tour hadn't been too great turnout-wise until they said, hey, it's over. And I don't know if that's a sign of who we are as people or just the lineup was right this year or whatever it is, but it, it's it's gone and, and things are going to move forward and maybe there'll be something similar to it in the future that reboots that whole thing. But, you know, we've got a lot of great festivals in America and there's a lot of great festivals over here that we played this year. And I don't know, I think things are just changing. Yeah. No. Change doesn't have to always be bad. I think... Set. You're gonna hold on to those memories and be like, "Oh, that sucks. It's not there anymore." But yeah, I mean, we made the best of it. Three shows is all we needed because it was way too damn hot, man. It yeah. sucks. Yeah, that is to be fair. What everyone has said. Yeah, I, I, never understood. I forgot how hot it was. Really? Oh, because we hadn't done it in nine years. Right, right, right. So the first day, I walked off the bus and I was like, "Fuck!" 
like, don't get it. It's like all these bands tour all year long, and you're like, why do you want to come to this when it's like a million degrees outside and every band plays for 30 minutes? Yeah, you're literally yeah. seeing that's, – that's what's interesting about, the, about Warp Tour, and that's what also made it unique is you're literally doing six songs. Yeah. I was talking to Patty about it. He's like, dude, like it's six songs. Like, yeah, that, that's like my least favorite part about it. It's like just get and go in and want to. Yeah, keep, like yeah. like right when I when I'm like in like yeah, you're starting to sweat starting hitting to your stride, good, you and you're leave. like oh, and then someone's looking at you on the side going, and you're like oh shit, oh yeah, I gotta hurry this up, we gotta go, oh. one more song, here we go, you know, it's like, uh, <laughs> yeah, I've never got I I mean I, as a music fan, which we all are, which is why we do this and grow up going to shows. Like I never went to Warp Tour before I played it, oh, wow. just because yeah, to either. me I was you know. I grew up a place where it didn't come, but I wouldn't have gone because it's just the heat and, the, <coughs> yeah. and all of it. I, I mean, and I, I'm more proud of those people that go. I, that's <laughs> the reason why we all have jobs, right? But yeah, fat play. I, I've always scratched my head on that. Like, dude, there's all these bands come through indoors all year long, <laughs> and get, you get to see every song that you With might want to hear. Air conditioning. Yeah, oh, you, man. Yeah, you might get to see it. the song that you actually want to hear as opposed to five <laughs> songs in the blazing sun. You'd be surprised. A lot of places don't have air conditioner. Oh, really? Been used indoors. Oh, wow. Especially over here. Like oh, 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 yeah, over here because it's only since this incredible summer we've been having, we've suddenly realized, hey, maybe we should get some air conditioning units. In these right. It's yeah. time. Yeah. It's the first time we've ever we did one. We, we did one on Rebirth in Germany and there was no air conditioner. There was 15 or 1600 people in this room and I'm not kidding. It was like a spiritual experience. It was like a it was that like was a native perfect. it was like a Native American sweat lodge. Wow. I halfway through the show, so we played for two hours on that tour. And halfway through the show I looked at my drum tech and I was like, this is not gonna happen. Like I, you know how you get like super dizzy and like I was like, this is it. Like I'm gonna pass out. I took all my clothes off except for my underwear and played the show that way. Wow. I respect that. Oh, okay, was, if you're gonna play in a sauna, you may as well yeah. dress appropriately. It was right? literally a sauna. Yeah, man. Incredible scenes, incredible scenes. Um, guys, it's so nice to see you over here. Really, really, it's a great chat to you. Before you go, one last question. What's next, basically? Do we know what plans are in terms of more music? What, what, where we do we think we're going? We just announced like a big first, uh, first like big A market tour in America. Um, so just a bunch of touring right now. Uh, and then we have more stuff that we can't announce yet. So. Yeah, the, the um, funny thing is when you asked us earlier, in this interview, like how how's it been? Like you guys have been super busy. We still haven't really done a tour yet. If that right, makes sense. Right, right. We've been doing so many festivals and playing shows in between them that we haven't really been able to do our own tour yet. It's mm-hmm. like so we've kind of barely started touring on this record. You know, it, it's been out for a couple months, so we get to do our first big like headlining run in the states, uh, November December, nice. and then. Which so is which is so really forth. cool, not to toot our horn, but we're playing the biggest rooms we've ever done in the states, awesome. which is super cool. No, that's great. Like some of the rooms um, that we did with Bring Me and Beartooth were doing alone, um, so it's pretty cool to be able to after this many years and with a new record to be able to kind of um, go and do that. You know, yeah. like we're in our, in our hometown, we're playing the basketball arena, which is kind of a you know your first stepping stone towards. So it's it's just it's it's after all these years. And after all this time, to be able to release new music um, and be able to do stuff like that, it's just super flattering. And um, we've been working our asses off, so it's really cool to see it work. You yeah. know what I mean? No, 100%. No, it's great to see you guys always. Uh, yeah, Aaron and Spencer. Thanks very much. Cheers. 
Our thanks to Spencer and Aaron there. And remember, for more interviews and exclusive games, go and check out the Rock Sound YouTube channel. It is youtube.com forward slash rock sound magazine still to come we'll be playing first time last time with the guys from pavements but before we get to that it's time for this week's game of translate the lyric here's how it works we take a band's lyrics we put them through google translate into french into italian into spanish and into german all they have to do is figure out what song it is and this week we're playing with henry and ash from boston manor their new album welcome to the neighborhood has just been released so can they identify their own lyrics once they've been twisted and turned into these foreign languages let's find out here now our boston manor hi james wilson taylor here for rock sound joined now by a couple of lads from boston manor it is ash and henry how are you guys good man good good to see you so we're going to play a little game we've been playing lots of bands this is called translate the lyric very very simple i take some boston manor lyrics i throw them through google translate into french into german into italian into spanish you have to tell me what the lyric is or which song it's from. All right, makes sense. Makes Excited. sense. Got it. Yeah. Are you good with languages? Were you good with languages at school or anything? We we Double. think we can speak German and we can't at all. That's <laughs> an exciting thing. All right, That's I'm gonna give you. Great. I'm gonna give you the magic piece of paper right here. Right. You guys hold that, and when you're ready, read out for the lovely people at home the French one, and let's see okay. how we get on. Read it out. I already know this one. Uh, well, you're not gonna start from top. Yeah, of course. All right, okay. Je suis désolé de Mm-hmm. To us, si pay a quoi? Very good. Quoi? Very good. I, right. Is what that are right? we thinking, guys? That is right. That is correct. Right. What do we think that could be? Right. Je suis. I think is is not. I am. Yeah. yeah. I Desolé am. is like. <laughs> no help from people off camera. No help from people off. We camera. have a Frenchman in the building. People. We have a Frenchman in the building right here. All right. Um, so that's probably just um, like then. I it think. is. It is like. A, do you want the whole lyric? I'm sure you know it. I'm so sorry. Yes. But is that so? Is this is party so? I, I don't know. I don't what really... part, oh no, I think party is leaving. Oh, okay. Oh yeah, it must be. Yeah, I'm so sorry. There you go. Well done. There one for one. We're doing all right with the French. One. That's not bad. That's well, well worked out. I will say that as well. Hundred percent success rate. Try your <laughs> cocky already. Here we go. Try <laughs> your Italian. Read that one out for me. Let's see how we get on. Go on, mate. Sorry to anyone who's Italian watching. <laughs> Posso vedere la tua aureola cadere? All right. What are we thinking, guys? I haven't a fucking clue. <laughs> yeah. Posso... I can give you a clue if you need it. Oh, we get, do we get a little hint? Can we get I, well, if you struggle, I'll maybe give you a little hint. Can we, yeah. Please, can we get a hint? You may have a hint. Think more recent. Okay. Is it Halo, then? But what might it be from Halo? Clue, it's the famous lyric. I can see your halo full. <laughs> That's what it is in Italian. Yeah. There we go. I'll give you a half. Oh. I'll give you a half. So is, is halo Oriola then? I'm going to guess it is. Again, it is. Italian viewers, please tell us, you know, you'll know better than us. Because the areola always gets it slightly is the wrong. nips and that slight round. <laughs> right. We're just talking strictly round things mm. right now. There it is. As long as it's round, that's how it makes sense in the language. All right, let's try German. How's your German, boys? All right? You just said you think I, you I think we got this. Out? Okay, go this. for it. Go for it. Read it on out. Uh, Willkommen in der Nachbarschaft. Which is, welcome to the neighborhood. Very good. I'm going to give you that one straight out. There we go. Can we get get one and a half points for that to bring it back up? We speak (laughs) German. To bring it back up. Well, you get a bonus point for speed. No, I'm not having that. All right. (laughs) What about the accent, though? Let's go. Well, well, I'll tell you what. You attempt the accent on this last one, and then maybe maybe there'll be a bonus point. A little (laughs) Spanish for you. All right. Read out the Spanish. Let's see how we get on. Come on. I think you should have this one, Henry. (laughs) Why do you give me all the hard ones? All right. Um, Again, sorry to anyone who's Spanish. Or speak Spanish. Estas nadando rio arriba con pies, pies. 
Diplomo. Very good. Right. What do we think it could possibly well, be? Ariba. Is that? A f- oh, I don't. I don't know. Estas. Plomo. I think. Well, no, that'd be a giveaway. What I do you know? Do you know? Mike can't know this. Mike's off camera giving us very smug looks as if he knows <laughs> all the answers, I'll be honest with you. What do we think? Estas nada. Do you want to have a stab? Yeah, get, hit me. Go on. Go for it. it, it uh, should I just give it away? Yeah, I just... Yeah. yeah, go on then. You're swimming up the river with lead feet. There you ah. are. You could use that one. Next time you're gigging in Spain, that is what that means. There you are. Estas nadando. I really want you to see that in the lead feet. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like a challenge there. <laughs> I'm not doing it. I'm not going to bully you into that. Thank you to Henry and Ash, and if you want to hear Boston Manor and loads of other great new music updated every single Friday, go and subscribe to the Rock Sound chart. It is available right now on Spotify. Just search Rock Sound and hit subscribe. New releases updated every single week. Almost time to wrap things up, but before we do, let's play another round of first time. Last time we put out a subject, they have to tell us what the first time they did this thing was and the last or most recent time they did this thing was. And this week, it's with the guys from Pavements. Yes, it's Tyler, Freddie, and Nick. They've just had a recent EP out. Pop Punk Trio from LA. You might know Tyler as well from his work as an actor on the likes of Teen Wolf and various other stuff. It was great chatting to them. They were in the UK recently playing a few shows. So we're going to find out about the first albums they ever bought and what gigs they've been going to recently, among other stuff. Let's get to know them a little bit better. Here now are Pavements. Uh, we're back on the Rock Sound Podcast. I am joined now than none other than Tyler, Freddie, and Nick, a.k.a. Pavements. How are you guys? Hey, hey, hey. Good, how are you? Lovely to see you. Doing Lovely great. to see you. Um, so we're going to play a little game. This is called First Time, Last Time. I'm just going to list a bunch of stuff. All you have to do is tell me the first time you did that thing and the last time, the most recent time oh, you did that thing. Shit. Nice and simple. It's really, really the straightforward. The pressure is on. The pressure's on. It's very complicated. Uh, so the first one is a very simple, clean one. What was the first gig you ever went to and the last gig you ever went to? And Bless your own ones don't count. Sorry. Go on. First gig was Bless the Fall. Nice. Uh, last gig was... Uh, I forgot. Keep going. Okay. <laughs> Easy. Uh, the first gig that I ever went to, I was five years old. My dad took me to a Peter, Paul, and Mary show. Wow. Uh, Puff the Magic Dragon. And then their microphones died, and so they had to scream out the lyrics at everybody. And I remember being so fascinated by the whole entire show. And uh, that's kind of what got me into music, sort of. And then the last show that I saw was um, I, I went to Self Help Fest. Saw Knuckle Puck, State Champs. Um, it was a good lineup. This it year. was a great, yeah, great, yeah, yeah. great, great, great lineup. It was awesome. fantastic. Fantastic. It was a really, really good show. All right. Uh, first show I ever attended, uh, My Chemical Romance. Oh, yes. That was, that was great. Which tour? Well, I'm sorry? Which tour? Which I don't tour? remember which tour. I, it was definitely in the air. It was like right, I think, it was right before Black Parade was oh, okay. released. So they were still playing. It was Those songs were still new and not heard yeah, yeah, yeah. in an album format, but they didn't yet have their, you know, the black coat. Thing right, going right, on right, with right, the right. you know they didn't have the concept yet, cool. um, classic, but classic. it was it was so sweet. Um, and I remember the drummer I think at the time for Thursday was filling in because Bob yeah, was yeah, going yeah. through the surgery thing. Sure. Uh, last show was this totally sweet local band out in uh, Los Angeles, Cherry Domingo. Oh, cool. 
Uh, and before that, oh yeah, counterparts, architects. Nice. Yes. Okay, yeah, that that was to fill my thing in. <laughs> Let's fill the gaps. Counter, fill the yeah, gaps. fill C-way, the gaps. Seaway and Neck Deep we saw pretty recently too. Seaway and Neck Deep, yeah, yeah, that was, I guess, second to last. Also my at last the Fonda one, Theater. The last one was at the Fonda Theater, uh, counterparts and um, architects. Nice. God, I love architects. They're so good. And they're from Brighton, so... I'm kind of stoked that we actually got to play there. Yeah, of course. Yeah, you did yeah. the Great Escape as well yeah. out there in Brighton. Oh, that's awesome. Uh, what was the first album you ever bought and the last album you ever bought or streamed? I know it's 2018. Right, 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 right. First album that I ever bought was definitely, it was either Enema of the State yes. or, or Kid Rock. Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah. It, was, it was the album where he like flipped off the, the CD. I can't remember which album it was. Mm. It had a bottle with the he bottle. He flipped off the, bang, the CD? The bang, the bang, the, yeah, yeah, and the I, 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 no, the CD got flipped off oh, and I was cool. like, I got in trouble for it. But the last album I bought uh, or streamed, it's got, I think, Movements, oh, yeah. Feel Something. Cool. I think that was, Very good album. Oh, yeah. oh my God, blew yeah. me away. That's Holy so shit, great. their debut LP. Oh my Ridiculous. God. That's so great. So good. All yeah. right, first album, that's all. What did you got to do? We'll go in a circle. Well, let's let's fight about it right now. You go first. (laughs) Well, I'll tell you this. No, okay, Okay, don't go because I have this, everybody. Uh, (laughs) No, uh, the the first uh, I think first album I ever bought with my own money was either Shape of Punk to Come, uh, Refused, or it was um, Define the Great Line by Unruf. And then the last one that I think I bought was either Fever Three Three Three, their EP. Um, So sick, Mm. so nice. Or it was uh, this band out in Chicago. It's got a uh, city mouth. All right. Quite sick, too. Nice. Chicago. Check it Chicago. out. Check it out. All right. All right. Come on. All right. So the first, my are not going to be as cool as these two guys. <laughs> uh, my first ever album that I have ever bought was probably a Now 4 CD. Oh, wow. Nice. Yeah. So we're going now full four. compilation. Nice. Do we remember full compilation. any of the tracks that I'm were on sure. the I remember sure. a lot of the tracks. And okay. you know what? I got, I got into Blink-182. And I got into drumming because of all the small things, which was on Now 4. So, wow. so Now nice. 4, thank you. Nice. Appreciate there that. There you go. Yeah. You know, that's what I call um, music. I got you know into them a, royalties. Oh, <laughs> I got into Aaliyah because of Now 4 too. You know, she was, that song on there was amazing. Mm. Um, and the last, last album or stream that I bought, interesting. Um, I think it would have to be, I think it, it would have to be a, um, the Movements Feel Something nice. album. For sure, record. which is an amazing album there. They totally blew it out of the water. Yeah. It's insane. No, they're great boys. Yeah. They were here the other week. They're absolutely yeah. And, awesome. and their so movements cool. outgrown thing is Oh, yeah, they amazing. were here. Yeah, 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 they, yeah they, they were. They just finished the full tour, yeah. 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 Thank you again to Pavements, and they are currently also featured on the Rock Sound Breakout chart. Again, go and subscribe to that over on Spotify. Just search Rock Sound and hit subscribe. That's updated every single month with some of the breakout bands that you can also read about in the magazine. That's about it for this week. Thanks again to all our guests, to Pavements, to Henry and Ash from Boston Manor, and to Spencer and Aaron from Under Oath. We will be back next week with more games and more exclusive interviews. Until then, please do go and subscribe over on SoundCloud, over on Spotify, over on iTunes iTunes or on your favorite podcast app. I've been James Wilson Taylor and we will see you next week.